the collective goal that we all have drives us to want to back each other, train, support each other. So we only get to get meet up once, say like once a month for a week. So it's like intense that week. But then you've obviously got all that individual time to work on the areas you want to, and you have to find the discipline to do it. Welcome to Find Your Force. This podcast is here to help you find your career potential. I'm your host, Hope, and in this season, we're talking all about sport and how it can help you find your true career calling. Whether you're taking the first or next step in your career, our advice stories are here to help you find your force. In this episode, we're tackling the topic of rugby. I'll be speaking to Chelsea and Em about how the sport can help you find your career potential. Let's go. Do you think, had you not played football, you would be as good as you are at your job? <laughs> she said she was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about I just do the pedals and you do the wheel? <laughs> well, you need to let go of the pedals oh, first. Oh, that beat you. <laughs> I'll go for a rest. Whose idea was it to do this outside, hey? <laughs> Hello, you okay? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good, I'm fine, thank you. So, we're outside because we're at somewhere that you know very well. Chelsea, M, thank you for your time today. Chelsea, why rugby? So, I got into it post-pandemic, really. Yeah, so I used to play football and then left uni and started rugby just because I wanted to give it a go. And the skills are very transferable, so... Yeah, just thought I'd give it a go. And yeah, here I am. Talk to me more about those skills. Which ones transferred over? I think like looking for space on the pitch was a big, and the fitness was a big one. Um, just generally, and the team aspect of it, it was just quite an easy transition into it, I would say. Um, but yeah, obviously it's a lot more discipline demanding, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> a bit more rough and ready. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could play rugby if you didn't. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Stick to tag rugby if that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> and that is hard work. Touch rugby is tough work, to be fair. Em, what about you? Tell me about your journey. Basically sat in a tea bar at work watching uh, one of the World Cups and was like, you know what? I probably do that. So I looked onto the uh, mod net at work, found out that there was rugby league, and I was like, well, okay. I turned up and here we are. What about it appealed to you and... What made you think, I, I can do that too? The smashing into people, I quite like that. <laughs> it gets rid of your aggression. And it's like the teamwork as well. Like it, it's, We work like we are a team. Do you know what I mean? You can't get anything done on your own. It's always like, always got that person beside me that's going to go with me and things like that. I think that's great. We'll talk more about the team side of things in a moment. But you touched on the word aggression there. And that makes me feel like, in terms of mental health, if you're struggling with something, it's a good outlet. Is that the case? Yeah, so my my uh, job can be quite stressful sometimes, quite like high intensity, fast pace. So, you know, sometimes you're having a rough day or a week at work and that, and you've got that one day where you go training and you just let it all out. and just feel it's a lot like a decompression for me. I quite like and that. And what is your role at the moment? So I am an aircraft technician, so engineering profession. Is that always what you've done within the Royal Air Force? Yeah, so I've been in the Air Force for 15 years. And so I've done it the whole time, working on various platforms, various aircraft and in various sections. So 
uh, I've worked on aircraft and within the structure bay and an oxygen bay. So my roles change drastically. Well, that is a good thing about the Royal Air Force. You can move around, can't you? What about your role, Chelsea? So I'm a nurse. So I did my nurse training before doing the ARIA. Uh, I've not been in quite as long as M. I've only been in roughly about four and a half years. Um, yeah, so if, I think from a different sort of aspect, nursing is obviously quite emotionally demanding. So for me, rugby is sort of to be able to just, whether it's training or in a game, just like switch off from that time and you've got nothing else to focus on. It's just like that sense of, I don't know, just focus and relief. So yeah, that's why for me, sport is a massive outlet. In some way, they're a little bit opposite, aren't they? As a, yeah. as a nurse, you're helping people get better. In rugby, you're taking people down. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Is that another thing that you enjoy about it? The kind of stepping away from one role and then doing something else? Yeah, I guess so. I've never really thought about that. It's a bit sort of Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, no, it's just, I think the physicality of it, I think there's a mutual respect between everyone. You're not, you're not going out to hurt people, like, at all. It's just, it's... Yeah, it's like a joint respect for everybody. You're there, you're there to play fair, but you play hard. And yeah, just go for it. Being a nurse, I imagine, is quite demanding as a role. So how does the Royal Air Force allow you to spend time doing that, but also playing rugby? So it's, I think sport is just highly recognised in the RAF anyway. So it they recognise it as duty. So... Obviously, it depends on what's going on and things like that. But I've found wherever I've worked, they have been really supportive to, to get you out there because I think they do see that it is a release and it is like an outlet for people. And also, it's you're representing the Royal Air Force. So, yeah, it's not it's not just seen as like a hobby. Even though you go and you're having fun and you're hanging out with your friends and teammates, they just it's it's quite widely respected. So. I've found that they're more than happy to release you for it. It's classed as duty, so yeah, you always you have backing from your team as well if if anything does crop up. Em, anything to add on to what Charles just said there? I think yeah, well, I get the sim- similar treatment for myself, but sometimes you know, the the role that we have we does require us to go away and things like that. So sometimes, if it needs be, job does come first. So sometimes we do have to step back, but the same they, if they can they will try and work it so that we can get away to do the sport that we need to do. so we've spoken about being a team and kind of that understanding and working together what other skills does rugby give you that helps with your job role Chelsea for me it's definitely boosted my confidence um and especially from like a leadership point of view so I was lucky enough for so I play union and league uh, last year I was actually selected to be captain and the you have like that additional responsibility so it was tra- being that sort of voice for your teammates but then the voice for the coach passing it down to the teammates and I think the confidence that I got through whether that's my communication skills discipline at times um and just generally like leadership skills um and I definitely that was a major part so I've actually gone for my commission which is to become an officer in the Royal Air Force and I think I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for for what I've been doing in rugby that's amazing to hear that it's given you that it's kind of it's it's pushed you hasn't it yeah definitely yeah and what's it given you I think same it's given me a lot of self-confidence and 
the ability, the ability that I have got, and to to pass that knowledge on to others. Do you know what I mean? So, and within the team and within the uh, the, the RAF, it's communication is key, and I think it works a lot on the pitch, on and off the pitch. Using that, that's really developed me as well. Do you have to communicate not only verbally when playing, but you have to kind of know your teammates and know what they're thinking? Is is that a thing? Having a rough idea of their positions and where they should or shouldn't be helps. And knowing, I think having that, knowing that that person is going to be with you when you run up, that 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 really helps us. Pretty important. What's your position? So I'm a prop. Okay, what does that entail? So mashing into people, you're supposed to find the gap. But sometimes the gap's not there, so you just got to go through them. But it, it, for me, it's key to have that person to come with me because on my own, I can't make as much of an impact as I can if I've got that person with me to offload or, you know, divert the tackle. And Chelsea, what's yours? So in RAF Rugby Union, I'm a winger. In RAF Rugby League, I'm... It's called a half, so there's two halves and it's equivalent of a 10 in Union or a hooker, which is the equivalent of a scrum half in Union. But for my civilian team, I'm a winger as well. Now you probably tell I'm total novice. So what's the difference between Union and League? The biggest difference is, so... In rugby league, you have basically five attempts to make yardage. And then if you don't, you basically hand the ball over or you kick the ball. So tackle is called and then you play the ball. Whereas union, if you're more familiar, you you place the ball. Uh, so you'd have people rocking over, trying to get it. Yeah, hard to explain. Which do you prefer? <laughs> There's a question. I like both of them as much as each other for different reasons. Oh, on the fence. <laughs> on the Political fence. answer. Is it hard sometimes to get the motivation to do the training? Because I imagine the games are more fun, maybe? I love it. I love training. I'm one of those really irritating people that turns up to training absolutely buzzing. I just love running around. Um, but it, it does take an aspect of discipline because especially like this kind of weather, we... Play we summer. About, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> we, play, we picked summer rugby for a reason, but it's, yeah, I think when you're passionate about it and you're, the, the one thing that we sort of all work towards is into services. So that's when we play against the Navy and the Army. It's like our biggest fixture of the year. And the collective goal that we all have drives us to want to back each other, train, support each other. So we only get to get, meet up once say like once a month for a week so it's like intense that week but then you've obviously got all that individual time to work on the areas you want to and you have to find the discipline to do it because but at the end of the day you know that you've got your teammates in a month and you want to go there and just perform to the best that you can that you can really and do you get to spend time socializing with your teammates outside of being on the pitch so that's probably one of the main reasons you all do it. Yeah, work, yeah. work hard, play hard. I mean, yeah, that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah. What kind of things do you get up to? Uh, <laughs> maybe have a couple of pints after a game. Yeah. And to be fair, we also socialise with the other services after into services. So we go into it with such passion and there is that competitiveness and we do want to win. But yeah, when you've you've all put everything you can on the field and then you... You, you know, you go and have a drink with all together. It's like everything's forgotten. We're, you know, we're all in the armed forces and 
and then we'll tend to go off with our team and you'll have something. But we have, during the week training weeks, we are all tired. Yeah. Very much. So we'll do like socials such as like board games, quizzes, go out for family meals, all that kind of thing. So would you say that if someone joined the Royal Air Force just for the career aspect, getting involved in sports is a, a massive way to build your network and community? 100%. Yeah. I think in the time that I've been in, if I hadn't have done sport, I wouldn't have met people outside my... Like, I would never have met a nurse in my trades. It's like the furthest thing, unless I got hurt, obviously. But I, I meet so many different people, so many different trades, and they're all like-minded because they are in the RAF, but then slightly. Was a, a, a techie is different to a nurse. A nurse is different to int, things like that. It's so many different people, but we're all just a... But we, we also spoke about changing roles, and maybe you'll be exposed to different areas that you hadn't thought about pursuing yourself and then you're like oh actually I could do that as well do you find that yeah I think I think one thing is the the variety of roles that the that we we have obviously it depends on what you do and where you can go but like for instance at the moment I'm in the careers office so I'm actually supporting current candidates through their like recruitment journey and I think an aspect of that with the meeting people in different professions, if I've got a candidate that's going down a certain route, I can contact one of my one of my mates and be like, ah, oh, so day to day, what are you doing? Or can you contact this person? And everyone's like really supportive with it. But I never thought I would be able to do that kind of role. And I know that there's other roles that you can do, which will only like sort of bolster your own sort of professional portfolio as well. So mine's very admin and um, engagement. And I would never have thought I would be able to do something like it within nursing. So it does give a lot of opportunities outside of your role. And your teammates obviously are helping you in your daily role, yeah. which is really helpful as well. Uh, talk to me about the elite performance scheme. It depends on what level you perform at. So me and M will be on the high performance athlete scheme. So because we've represented it into services, uh, myself, I've uh, played for UK Armed Forces. It's effectively there's like a layer of protection and recognition. So if you need to go in a camp or you know that you're going to go away on deployment, but it clashes with the league season or union season, the rugby association can liaise with your chain of command to say, okay, they can't go during this period, but would you recognise they can go at this time? And there's, yeah, there's that that kind of opportunity. Um, and sometimes you have protected leave as well. I know some of the uni girls that are on the elite scheme so they don't work so the level that they're playing at so for for the girls that play for England, Scotland, Wales rugby union they don't work at all um, and they do a lot of engagement and that's because their whole time is spent training, playing and obviously but they're representing us as they do it so some people might might have seen Amy Cocaine at the World Cup so she was she's always at the end because she has to stand to attention when the national anthem comes on yeah and but that's her representing us. And obviously, as a team, we're so like proud of what all the girls are doing um, like from the World Cup and Six Nations. So, yeah, so I, it, it depends on what level you're at and then what, like, what category you come under. But it just goes to show how much appreciation, respect and encouragement the Royal Air Force gives people who do sport, isn't it? To have that protection. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell me the most challenging thing you faced within your rugby career uh injury management okay obviously I like to smash into people as we said but that can lead then to injury so it's it's 
you know, contact sport is you're, you're going to get knocks, you're going to get little niggles and it's just that managing when you can and can't continue or if you are injured significantly, like how to rehabilitate that and just keep going, not going, oh, I've hurt myself, that's it, I'm, I'm done no more. You know, it's it's pretty intense, isn't it, playing rugby? They're, they're equivalent to a car crash sometimes when you're going in the tackles. So, so that's, that's the hardest bit for me because I'm obviously considerably older than some of the players. So it takes me a bit of time. So even the, the physical injury itself is, is rubbish, obviously, but then the mental health side of it, the kind of you having to be patient, resilient and determined, all of those things and then some. Just to keep going, yeah. But you've also got like the guys that are on the WhatsApp group or chatting like Chelsea comes to Siri, you know, you're like, yeah, you're doing well, keep going, you know, you'll get there in the end. It's all that big. So yes, you've got an injury, but the whole team sort of helps you. Helps you through it, which is good. Chelsea, what's your favourite thing about the sport? Oh, I think it's the social aspect, and but not in that work environment. So it is work and it is duty, but it's the fact that you're in work's time and you're playing rugby with some of your mates. It's, yeah. It's not amazing. many employers would allow you to do that. No, no, exactly. When I tell, when I speak to like my mates and my civvy team, they're uh, very jealous that I get to go away for the week and getting paid to do it. Do you have any role models? In rugby league, I would say um, Alice Fisher. So she she is in the RAF and she's uh, she played for UCAF and she plays for Bradford Bulls, so rugby league team. Like when I first started. Like, she's a forward as well, same as me, so I'm like, that's where I would like to be at that sort of level. Yeah, so there's so many, like, the girls are just absolutely smashing it um, at the moment, and especially in union. The standard is so high. I've already mentioned sort of the international players, but I would say Lucy Nye. So she plays scrum half, rugby union, Leicester Tigers, and just, yeah, she's an absolute pocket rocket she's everywhere she punches above away on the pitch some of the contact and her her work rate is just outstanding yeah we watch her as a player and yeah she's an amazing player and we spoke about injury setbacks what did that give you that isn't in line with work i think it helps give you perspective in that you know and if it's going to be perfect all the way through sometimes you're going to get i don't know maybe applying for a different job or things like that and you know, you're not always going to get it and I'm not always going to be fit, but then you just work around that, improve what went wrong or rehab what is injured and then move forward. So it kind of gives you a perspective of time. There's always this future. Time is long. You can do something again. It can get better or resilience as well. Yeah, it's, it, sometimes, you know, being injured is it, you're in it for the long game. It's not instant, but you will get there in the end. Chelsea, have you had any examples of setbacks throughout your kind of career and life? Yeah, definitely. I think when I did my GCSEs, I got pretty average GCSEs. Wasn't sure what to do. So I went down the A-levels route. Didn't get on with A-levels that well. Didn't really want to go to uni. Just didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And I think to a point you're a bit sort of lost because all my friends, they applied for uni. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I was I was in that sort of zone of I would, I'd done with education. I, I just I just wanted a break from it. And I work I've worked a variety of jobs before. I sort of went down the healthcare route, 
that's spanning from I've been a dinner lady, I've sold furniture, I've done all sorts. But yeah, and then became a healthcare assistant and that was it. That was, I found what I wanted to do and then looked into the Royal Air Force and nursing within that. And yeah, that gave me that drive to apply for university, go to like get my nursing degree. And I went to uni when I was 25, so I didn't grad till 28. And then I joined... um the REF and I was one of sort of like the older people in my phase one training and I just think no matter where you are and I was thinking oh if I join uni at 25 and I was like nowhere no matter where I am in three years I'm going to be 28 so why not do what you want to do and yeah I just I definitely found my passion what I wanted to do but it took me a long time to get there and yeah I think the fact and the REF can now sort of develop me even further for courses and qualifications that I can gain that you know which when I do eventually leave the RES it's gonna have like bolstered my CV even more yeah because your CV is gonna be pretty long for all the other jobs but sometimes you have to do different things to realize what's not for you don't you yeah absolutely and you think you learn something from everything you do and I've been made redundant twice from different jobs, but all the different skills that I've collected from that got me to where I am. So I would never, I was never like ashamed or ungrateful of any of the jobs I did because it's all made me who I am, like professionally and personally as well, I guess, today. So yeah, I'm thankful for everything I've done. And are you grateful you didn't rush into things? You didn't just go to uni because everyone else was going. You actually took the time to get to know yourself and get to know what you wanted to do yeah I see I know exactly what would have happened if I went to uni at 18 I would not have come out there with a degree I would have just been I would have had a great time socially it would have been great and I would have partied and had fun but yeah I think going to uni older for me I was so focused because I, I knew what I wanted to do and I I worked so hard I never ever thought that I was going to get a degree um I'm the first person in my family to have got a degree so yeah, the the self confidence and pride that I got, I don't think I would have got that if I went younger. But obviously, that for me anyway. Um, how far can you take rugby when you're working for the Royal Air Force? So for me, being new to rugby, my goal would be um, UCA. So that's the uh, United Kingdom Armed Forces. So that's when the Army, Navy and Air Force get all together and play against other teams. So that's that's as far as me personally, I'd like to go. But there you do have the ability to go further than that, don't you, Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, so again, I think it depends on what you want to do as an individual. So you could just play station level sport, but if you've, you know, you've got that drive and passion for it. So for myself, I've successfully been selected for the Wales training squad for rugby league this Amazing. year. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, focusing on trying to get that um first spot to play against England in November. But to be honest, without playing for the RES, I don't think I would have got to where I am without it. I think what I've learned and the player that I've become, I do like owe to the rugby league team. So yeah, it's it's the opportunities are there and the I've found like the RAF Front League Association, I've spoken I've spoken to them about potential postings and they're there to support that so to allow me to like go and train because rugby league isn't professional 
Um, so it doesn't have that elite availability for ourselves just yet, but they're there backing me and supporting me. So yeah, the world's your oyster really. Yeah, what I'm hearing here is it's down to the individual and how far they want to go. The yes. Royal Air Force will support you. Yeah. If you want it, you chase it, you can get it. It's all within the grasp. Yeah. What would you say to someone watching this as a key takeaway from this episode today? Key advice. Go on, Ed. Hey, it might not look like it, but if you're into a sport, team sport, and like all those skills that you've got, like communication, teamwork, just go hand in hand with a raft. Like it's just one for one. Simple. Simple transition. Amazing. Chelsea, anything to add? I just gotta say, even if you're not sort of, you know, you're not clear on your pathway, you don't know what you want to do, there's no rush in deciding and just to and not let sort of outside things influence you just do what you want to do work hard think of the skills you do have like em said with sport you don't realize when you actually sit down and think about the skills you do have and then yeah find what your passion is and make sure it's something you enjoy well thank you very much for sharing all your insights thank you for listening or watching don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this one and share this with anyone who wants to find their career potential.